All right, running with the money, episode 14. We're at conference championship week. I'm Mitch Michaels, and calling in on today's show, Matt Gothard. Matt, it's been a while since we've talked. How are you I doing? Know, Hope the Thanksgiving was well. It was good, man. It was good. Got a lot of food, ate more than I usually do, which is always a good thing for me. Um, and uh, it was good to see the family, so it's good to be back, too. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, we didn't we didn't hit our money makers, which sucks. But I, I will give you credit here. Congrats on Iowa. I know you were feverishly watching that game. And just for everybody out there listening, we are in a group text that Kent usually dominates. I think that's fair to say. But I can oh, yeah. tell when you're zoned in on a game, and when you're zoned in, you're you're feverishly going over each call and each drive. And that's how you were for that Iowa Nebraska game. Well, I I wanted the uh, eight wins. You know, all season long we've been watching, hoping for the over seven and a half, and then it's been looking kind of sketch here the last few weeks, uh, losing to Northwestern and Purdue. But I'm glad that the boys could get it done against Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska really got it together at the end of the season, though. I, I think that you got to say that they, Scott Frost seems to have that team heading in the right direction uh, going into the off season. Yeah, they did. Um, they started out, I think, losing their first five or six games and played Ohio State tough, beat a couple teams that were that are going to go to bowl games, gave Iowa all they can handle. Iowa didn't win their Big Ten division, but they do get to that win total. Let's talk about this. Can we just next year agree, Matt, to just bet on whatever Big Ten West team has the easiest schedule? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> it's I mean, really that's that I... simple. It's really that simple. <laughs> Well, when I bet on Iowa to to win the Big Ten West, I just thought, oh, the only person in their way is Wisconsin. I didn't know that a four-loss Northwestern team was going to win the Big Ten West. But I mean, it's I don't fourteen is not going to be enough for Ohio State. But we can talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we got well, well before we get to what Ken had to say. He's gonna he's gonna call in. I got to talk to him on Wednesday as he was driving somewhere. We don't know where. I, I as I said, I'm <laughs> not gonna ask where Kent goes midweek. But uh, we're gonna get to that in a second. But there's a lot to recap about this past weekend. On a scale of one to ten, how great was it to see the Michigan outcome? In your opinion? Oh, ten. Ten, ten, ten. <laughs> ten, 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 ten. Uh, you know, I started the season hating Ohio State, and they're ending on a pretty happy note with me, actually. So, uh, I was I was really happy to see Haskins, you know, tear apart that secondary. I just don't think that they've played a good quarterback yet. So we'll see whoever they, whatever bowl game they go to, but uh, not this year, not this year for the boys. No, no, I can see how I can I can sense how sad you are when you say that. Um, <laughs> but no, the R.I.P. to the Revenge Tour. What a, what a tour it was. Maybe still next year. Still haven't won. Still haven't won in Columbus in 18 years. Yeah, it's been that kind of. It was that kind of a day. This was supposed to be it for Michigan. I didn't expect it as an Ohio State fan to see that kind of domination. Even when they were up early. You got the sense that Michigan could battle back and then shore up on defense. They actually put up yards and points. They just couldn't get anything close to a stop. So that was always fun to see. Uh, I love being wrong in that case. And and the story of and the story of the week, really the game of the week, the highest scoring college football game ever. Matt Texas A and M seventy four seventy two over LSU. I don't know how much of that you actually saw. But I tuned in right around the end of the game. I actually saw the touchdown play, and that was it of regulation, and then saw all seven overtimes. All seven overtimes, which a team scored on every possession. I watched this entire game while I was at Universal Studios with my brother and sister. And so we had LSU, and we took them before the game started. They were underdogs. And so... It was looking kind of bad in early, and then LSU came back and tied it. And then when it went to overtime is when we were kind of starting to ride the rides. And so we'd be waiting in line, watching, be like, touchdown. Oh, well, we're up eight. We're for sure going to win. Got off the ride. What happened? They got the eight. And it was just like, it was almost like they were mirroring each other, like doing the exact same thing. Um, but a uh, really fun game to watch, even though it was a loss. I'd have to say LSU has two really bad beats in a row there for LSU betters. Did you get points or did you take them straight up? Uh, straight up. Oh, gosh, that's awful. Yeah. Um, well, you know, Ogeron gets the Gatorade bath and <laughs> they still lose. I mean, they got to just, 
we gotta we gotta be careful with those Gatorade baths. But it was it was ridiculous. It was you know as crazy as it gets, and and probably could have it, it might have cost LSU a New Year's Six bowl game too. So there's a lot to be discussed too. But I'm gonna tee up Kent now. Kent had some passionate things to say. We'll listen to that now here on Running with the Money. All right, on the line. It's the final week of the regular season, conference championship week. I got a hold of him. In route somewhere, I, I didn't ask. We have a don't ask, don't tell policy on this show. Kent Brown on the line. Kent, thanks for calling in. Yeah, the don't ask, don't tell policy definitely has worked for both myself and Gothard over the course of this year because we've been in some odd places, some places we probably regret being in the moment, some places we thought we would be in longer than we really were. But ultimately, I'm on the road right now, and I'm ready to sort of chime in and give my best bets this week and maybe do a little recapping off last week in the playoffs. We lost two moneymaker picks. It was bad for us. That's the bad news, Kent. But the good news is for $600, I could send you a perfectly good hospital bed. That's a good point. And on top of it, it's like Gunnar Stahl and Wolf the Dentist Stanton. You lost it for us. That's all I'll say. You lost it for us. You were at the Notre Dame game. Congrats. I think both of us are, are, are basking in the glow of big wins over rivals, and in Notre Dame's case, solidifying a perfect season. Ohio State thrashed Michigan worse than they've ever done before. But being at that Notre Dame game, you had to have conflicting emotions, right? Because they get the perfect season, but they don't cover. <laughs> and it happened so late. Yeah, it's not like they took a seven-point lead late. They were up 14. They actually missed a field goal that would have put them up. They didn't miss a field goal. Late in the game, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you probably watched it, but late in the game, Ian Book threw an interception about midway through the fourth quarter that would have been a fairly makeable, like, 33, 35-yard field goal. And instead, that would have gave them a 10-point lead. They ultimately scored again. It could have been cushioned at 17. I personally had it at 9.5 when I jumped on it. Instead, they were only up 14, and then USC goes down and scores in the final minute to make it a seven-point game. So just a brutal punch in the gut on a gambling perspective. But for like 58 minutes of that game, or really 57 minutes until Notre Dame scored the go-ahead two-score lead with three minutes left, I was only concerned as a Notre Dame fan. But when they got the 14-point lead, I instantly turned to the gambling side of Kent and thought, oh, okay, this is a must stop drive, uh, meaning USC's not going to kick a field goal here. Notre Dame has to stop them because then I win. They win on the field no matter what, but I really want to win this bet, and then it didn't happen. So, yes, there was definitely a little bit of conflicting feelings there when JT Daniels completed the pass to, I believe, Tyler Vaughn's, either him or Michael Pittman Jr. pretty late in that game. Yeah, it's funny how the gambling personality just rears its ugly head as soon as you got things shored up as a fan. You, you, you're not settled. You're ready to become a gambler. But Notre Dame, perfect season. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, Ken. I don't think Michigan has the best defense in football after all. If they do, then Ohio State is the best offense of all time. And we know that's not the case. It was what a thrashing that was. I watched the entire first half and a decent bit of the third quarter. And then I got to our tailgate, and it just the game was over. After that blocked punt, it was over. At that point, you knew Michigan didn't have the offense to lead them back into a three-score game. And just a total annihilation, a huge win for Ohio State. I still feel if Oklahoma wins Saturday, and let's just say for argument's sake, Clemson doesn't get upset, then we're not going to see Ohio State in the playoffs. But they did what they needed to last week, which was dominate their opponent, ruin Michigan season and put themselves in position to at least be in the mix. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that they showed Michigan a thing or two about dirty work. They were on this revenge tour and uh, it ended in uh, a resounding failure. Yeah, what a revenge tour that was. It started in September of this year after the Notre Dame game because for some reason they weren't. I guess they didn't play them last year, so they weren't part of the revenge. And then it ended in November. So all of a little less than three months, that was that was quite the tour. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what that is. Uh, it's just, that's bizarre. I think Rick James made more tour stops than that in his heyday. But I digress, Kent. You talked about the playoff ranking. I think it's pretty. Jim Harbaugh looked to be <laughs> Jim Harbaugh looked to be as miffed as a car salesman who's doing a live commercial and has it interrupted with some shaky stuff coming out of the the trunks of his cars. 
I I know, right? It's just that and he doesn't even know anyone from Saigon. But anyway, it, it's it's all about the fact that the playoff ranking is out, and we kind of have an idea for what's going to happen. Are you on the camp that Bama's in no matter what? I mean, I guess there's a chance that they can all be killed in Atlanta and thus they don't have a team anymore. <laughs> but oh, geez. Assuming, Way to take it dark assuming, there. <laughs> well, that's probably the only way they're not getting in is if the entire team perishes before Sunday's uh, selection committee gathering and the official rankings come out. Yes, Alabama's in. I don't see any foreseeable way that they don't get in. And we're going to discuss the Georgia game here momentarily, but I feel very good that they'll win that game. But if somehow, some way they don't, they're going to be at worst the four seed and they'll be in the mix. So I really don't think that Alabama, there's almost no way. And we've watched this season week in and week out. We've betted, we bet Bama several times. You cannot watch this Alabama team and not think they're one of the best four teams in the country. <laughs> so therefore, even if they lose to Georgia and let's just say for argument's sake, they lose 28 to 10, you'll still look at this Alabama team and say, they're one of the four best, which means they're going Yeah, I agree with that completely. Uh, the one last thing on the playoff that I just wanted to discuss, and, and I admit I'm, a, I'm an Ohio State fan, but I don't think I'm the most, is it safe to say, Kent, the most slanted, biased, whatever word you want to say, Ohio State fan you know? Am I going out on a limb and saying that? <laughs> yeah, you're you're 100% on the uh, lower end of that scale. I may, have, uh, I, may have, I may have already known the answer to that, but... Is there any way in your mind, you're, you're saying that Oklahoma is in with a win no matter what. If they win a close no. Ohio State rolls, is that going to change anything? Because I have to ask this because this isn't a computer thing. I mean, it's worth noting that if that room is won over by people that say Ohio State looks better, Ohio State's going to be in the playoffs. So is that scenario even possible? Yeah, but the thing is, Oklahoma is going to beat what the team that's ranked 14th, and that's they'll avenge their only loss, which was a last-second field goal three-point loss. So I just don't look at Ohio State's over Northwestern and think that Northwestern holds that much clout. Northwestern dropped in the rankings this week two spots, which kind of shows you everything the committee thinks of Northwestern. This is a team that went winless out of conference. I just I don't think even if you beat Northwestern, let's just say you, you humiliate or you, Ohio State humiliates them, the same way they did Wisconsin the year with Cardell Jones and they moved from six all the way up to four and got in over the two Big 12 teams, Baylor and TCU. Even if that happens, I still think the win over Texas is enough for the committee to say we had them ranked here. We already had them ahead of Ohio State. They're, they improved by beating this Texas team. Ohio State beating Northwestern just doesn't hold much clout. What Ohio State would have wanted is a 10-2 and two or a top 15 maybe type of team that's like very good, looked at as good, that can help boost their resume. Northwestern is a team that if they lose this game, they're probably unranked in the final ranking. So I just don't really think that that helps them that much, whether they win by 50 or 30. I, I think the only way, and, and I do think that it's very long odds, I want to put that out there as well. I think the best, we look at the, the odds to circle back to that, Kent, Oklahoma, of all the real contenders, has the longest odds to win the title at plus 1,600. We don't think anybody's going to beat Bama, but that's a better value bet than Ohio State at plus 1,200 because we both think that if they win by a decent amount, they're probably in. I think that defense might pose pose questions of concern in that room because they're terrible. I think 90th most efficient in the country. And there are people like yourself that might be in that room thinking, Bama could score every time on them. Yeah, but Ohio State's defense is not good either. No, you're, you're right, it's but not. it's better than but it's better than Oklahoma's. I think by a at least considerable margin, fifty slots higher. It's not very good, but I mean Oklahoma's defense. My God, we watched that Big Twelve game. You know, your father was there. He probably uh -huh. thinks I just hate Big Twelve defenses because that's the only impression that he has of me is watching a game. But overall, I'll say this: Ohio State's offense is nowhere close to Oklahoma. They can't run the football with any consistency. And almost every game this year where they played a good rush defense, they did not run the ball. Northwestern has a pretty good rush defense. Ohio State wants to be more balanced. Urban Meyer teams have always tried to run the football. And there has been five times this year that they've been held to 3.2 yards a game or carry or less. And I think three times they were held under three yards a carry in a game. And that's not good. 
Oklahoma, on the other hand, they have the most prolific offense in the country. They're a team that has to score, but they run the football well. They pass the football well. There's not been one game this year where they've not been able to move the football. The only example where they had a lower-scoring game was the Army game, and that's because their defense couldn't get off the field and they only had, like, five possessions. But in general, if you're going to compare Ohio State to, to Oklahoma, I would say the strength of Ohio State's is offense, and their offense is, to me, not even close to as good as Oklahoma's, even if their defense is better. So I just think overall, and I, I feel like the committee's already, based on Tuesday night's rankings, the committee's already shown their hand, saying basically Oklahoma win on Saturday and you're going to be one of the four, unless Alabama loses to Georgia, and then in that case, the top four stays the same outside of Georgia moving up, Bama moving down. But if Bama does what they've done all year, which is roll damn tide, Oklahoma's going to get in and then they'll play Bama. <laughs> and, yeah, they probably stop them one time the entire game. And you would be the most upset person probably outside of Oklahoma and Ohio State fans if that happened because they could make it Notre Dame-Alabama first round of the playoff, and that would infuriate you. No, no, there's almost no chance that will happen. Okay. That's one thing Notre Dame. Notre Dame's in a pretty safe position now because if Bama loses, they fall to four. And if Bama wins, they stay at one. And Notre Dame's one of those two or three seats. So you're either going to get Clemson or you're (laughs) going to get Georgia. Or if somehow everything works out well, then you get Oklahoma in the two-three game. And I feel very good about that one. So Alabama, I don't see a scenario where Bama's in the two-three game, which means Notre Dame will be okay for at least a week. All right. Wow. Lots of process there. Kent Brown running with the money. We got to do a couple picks. I need your best bets this week. We had a tough one. This is kind of a fun conference championship week because there's makeup games. There's teams that had to schedule get these games in to make bowl games and, and get coaching uh, contract incentives. So a good slate of games. What are some of your favorite bets on this conference championship weekend that starts early and goes all night long? Well, I've said week in and week out, uh, since about week three, I've said, you know what, Alabama's probably beating everybody by at least two touchdowns, and the fact that they're not favored by two touchdowns in this game Ooh. means I love Alabama. I think they win this game by at least 14. I actually probably expect them to win this game by over 20, and so I definitely love the Tide. I'm intrigued with the Clemson pit over just because I know Pitt kind of rises to the occasion in big games, and Clemson's going to score a ton in this game. My, my big deal is, though, Pitt doesn't pass the ball well, and in order to score a lot on Clemson, you probably need to pass first, run second. So that might just be one. If I, if I want to throw some late money on something, I would do that for fun. I would also – I like the points in Texas-Oklahoma. I think if <laughs> Texas wins, uh, meaning I'll take the eight – and feel like Oklahoma doesn't blow Texas out. I expect it to be a pretty competitive game, so I would take those points. And then I'm doubling down. I lost this one about three weeks ago, but I'm willing to buy back in. Fresno State at Mm. Boise for the Mountain West Championship. The Bulldogs get their redemption on the blue turf and beat the Boise State Broncos. But realistically, Alabama minus 13 or 13.5, whatever it is, take Alabama, roll damn tide, that's my best bet of the week. I would also say Clemson pit over, Texas plus eight, and then give me a little bit of Fresno State on the money line just to win outright, which will probably get you like a plus 140 or something like that. Well, I I like a lot of what you said, Bama. Not much more needs to be said. That's, that's just like seems too easy at this point. Texas, I believe, has covered the last six spreads against Oklahoma. I think it's somewhere along those lines. I exactly. I, I like it again. Remember, I yeah. picked them to beat Oklahoma earlier this year. You did. And I they, do can think massage, Oklahoma, they can massage that defense. Absolutely. I do think that Texas, they, they're a solid team. I expect Oklahoma to win this one, but it would not surprise me at all if Texas it's, does find a way to win. And the yeah. fact that it's kind of closing in on double digits mm. where it seems to be going up from seven to eight that's i don't buy that trend i think texas will show up and play pretty well you like the points i mean we talk big 12 overs <laughs> it's just uh 78 what I is the over under 78 right now oh 
boy. They combined uh, for over. I mean, if we're going back, I know it might be a little tighter while we're scoring is what the consensus is. I know the Big 12, you got to kind of throw conventional wisdom out the window, but they went over. What was time. it, like 45, 42 or something? Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, I would say, yeah, sure, why not? I guess so. Uh, I just feel like with Oklahoma, when in doubt, take the over, and you're probably going to get it. I mean, look, would it surprise anybody if there's seven minutes left in this game and it's 45 to 43? I don't think so. So I, I would I would lean towards saying why not on that one. I also, the Clemson pit over is only 52 and a half. Yeah, so that's... if you think Clemson's going to roll, that's one where if Clemson puts up 40, now you just need Pitt to put up 14. Yeah, That's reasonable. I agree with that. I want to also add I like the Buckeyes to cover because if they think they have any chance, they're going to have to have a statement win in this game. It's at 14 now. I like that. If they were if they were not to cover this game, I mean, it would be over. It'd be like they'd have to go sell. The problem is on this one, though, and I'm interested in getting your opinion on this because I've seen Northwestern a few times this year. Northwestern, they do a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say they're they're not a top twenty team in terms of defense, but they do a pretty good job of t- making a one dimensional offense have to try to figure things out. And I know Ohio State's passed first at this point, and they want to put up their forty or fifty that way. But it wouldn't shock me if Northwestern hangs around in this game pretty long, and that they're kind of within striking distance, kind of late. I think if you hold a gun to my head, which <laughs> hasn't been done to me in, in a while, weeks, I won't yeah. get into details yeah. there. And sometimes I pay for it, but that's it's not loaded, you know. Uh, that's the safe one, But overall, right? I would say, I would say that if you have a gun to my head, Ohio State probably does cover. But I don't think this is like a thirty-point win. Out of the two teams that are favored around the same number, Alabama and Ohio State, I feel like Bama. I feel better that Bama wins by twenty or plus as opposed to Ohio State. I should have never taken you to that uh, Pulp Fiction Club meeting, but that's my fault for for that. Um, yeah, I would I would agree with that. I think there's uh, some intriguing bets. The Mountain West one's a little dicey. We're gonna get to that later in the show. But I wanted one last True, thing. But yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say the weirdest one was the Schindler's List meeting. That was off. <laughs> yeah, uh, man, it's uh, it's it's all role playing. That's it. Nothing real. It's like the the disclaimers you see at movies. Um, you know, it's like a Civil War reenactment. You don't buy into what they did in that war and what their reasons were, but you just want to reenact it and have some fun out on the battlefield. Uh, yeah, of course. Kent, I want one more pick that I wanted you to be on for, and that is I am saying no to Bernie Madoff. I am ending your Ponzi scheme. I'm going with Middle Tennessee State this weekend. I think this is the weekend you get indicted for scamming all these people. <laughs> I thought I thought yeah I thought that was in some ways a reference to UAB football being back now and that's yeah. a Ponzi scheme where UAB is not a real football program and we're going to find out why they had to go this away Saturday. for a couple years. Yeah, this Saturday yeah. we will. UAB football was like that uncle of yours that was always very weird at parties and then he's just not that he's not at the reunion for two years and then he's back and nobody really wants to discuss why he wasn't there the last two years but at some point it leaks out and you go ah eh, that makes sense. Yeah, this is going to be the one game where everybody that bet on UAB is like, what were we doing? Where Where's our returns? We want to see it now. So, Kent, if, if UAB doesn't beat Middle Tennessee State this weekend, maybe uh, go into hiding. Maybe turn yourself in voluntarily. I'm sure. Well, they didn't beat them last weekend. They played them last week and Middle Tennessee won. So, yeah. who's to say that, you know, back-to-back weeks, it's very possible that they can go and lose this game again. And if you know anything about us, you know, Conference USA football is where we plant our flag. And Middle Tennessee won 24-point win last week. Wouldn't surprise me if they win this week, and I believe they're a slight favorite. So the fact that they just won by 24, that's an odd line that it's like, what, a two-point line or something? Yeah, one and a half right now. That's a little fishy. It smells like fish in here. <laughs> it does. What, what is that supposed to mean? With that said, i got to bounce, speaking All of right. fish, and I'll talk to you later, man. Pleasure. Kent Brown, running with the money. Thanks for coming on. All right. A couple good bets in there. And I know we you you said just a second ago you thought Ohio State wasn't enough, and he's a little he's a little hesitant on that. Now we can get we can get to that and we can get to that right now because we're going to try to go through every game. 
but before we actually get to picking up, picking all the games this week, Matt, I do want to get your thoughts on the playoff ranking because I talked with Ken about that, and he's pretty pretty short up that it would take a lot of miraculous things for Ohio State to pass Oklahoma in the event that both teams win. Obviously, Georgia's the wrench, but we don't think Georgia's going to beat Bama. So what do you think? Do you think Ohio State has a chance if both teams win to pass Oklahoma? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, Oklahoma did already lose to Texas, so a win to them would be kind of like making up for it. And I, I feel like just that in itself is going to be enough to get them the fourth spot. I mean, Ohio State has looked good, but they got destroyed by Purdue. So um, I just don't know if they both win, especially just like they're just playing Northwestern. I don't mean to say it like that, but I mean, it. you can't really prove too much against an eight and four team. Um, I mean, I you know, I guess Texas is only nine and three, but um, I, I'd say that that Ohio State needs Oklahoma obviously to lose. God, I really wish now that you say that that Purdue would have won the Big Ten West. <laughs> it yeah, been, it would have been close. avenging that loss. Yep. Uh, no, I look it, going back to what I said when I was chatting with Kent. The resume points to Oklahoma. I get it. Both of these teams, if you get left out, you're not really screwed. You had chances and you blew them. So how could you be that upset when you when you have losses on your resume? But I think the only way Ohio State were to pass Oklahoma in this setting is if the human factor comes in. Not that I'm saying it's fair, just that if it does come in and people on the committee say, look, Oklahoma would, as I think you would agree, get absolutely shredded, get murdered by Alabama in that game. Mm-hmm. And maybe They'd they score would like think 100. Ohio State could give them a... Yeah, maybe Ohio State would give them a better game, which I think they would. Not that, I mean... Honestly, that's what we're all saying here is who's more likely to get beat by less against Alabama. I mean, but, I think yeah, it'll be fascinating. Ohio State's undefeated as a four seed, right? And I'm pretty sure that they took down Alabama. So, uh, yeah, that was the year. You know, who's to say that this team could do it? But I would say that I think that Alabama would beat the living crap out of either one of those two teams. Um, I'll, be, I'll be very surprised if anybody really gives Alabama a game, except for maybe Notre Dame. But, uh, I just they're they're just a different breed. Clemson's days looked a little shoddy too, but we will uh yeah, that that's just I mean we're looking at Bama and, and, and looking at everybody else in a different light. Uh I do want to pose one question though. If it is Oklahoma Bama, it's a prop bet I threw out there. What's what do there what do you think there'd be more of? Punts by Alabama in the game or two of passes in the fourth quarter? Ooh. I'd, I'd say think two about it. Tua passes because I don't think they'd stop okay. them. I think that Alabama would would have to slow the game down <laughs> because they would just be scoring on every play. Um, but right, I don't know. right. But if they're not punting, how much is he going to have to pass in the fourth quarter? It's a it's a tricky one. You know, yeah, he's it's gotten, true. He hasn't passed. You know that you saw that stat where he's got like half as many passes as he did in the Georgia fourth quarter last year, all fourth quarters okay. since. Okay, okay, then I'm buying a point. I'm buying a point, a half point, and I'll take punts on, or, oh, you know, uh, punts one and a half. <laughs> okay. Buy that point. Tease it down. We'll see. All right. It's time to get, it's time to get to it running with the money conference championship week. It's a sad time for us because it does mean the end of the season, but there's a lot of games this week, more so than many. Got some makeup games, got the, lower level conference championship game so let's get to it matt let's go through just basically all of them um because why not right and we're recording this friday morning show will be out in a little bit so we can do the friday game starting with the mac championship game now this is where this is the true test of the degenerates because i want to know if you have a strong opinion on this game northern illinois buffalo buffalo three and a half point favorites you know if i remember right and I might not remember right because I don't usually remember right. We we took Buffalo on a bet earlier this season, right? Yeah, we got killed. We got killed. Um, uh, that's not to say that Northern Illinois is, is going to win this game, but I kind of like the five points uh, with the Huskies. The line's moving down a little bit, but you could probably get that to five in certain sites. And, and yeah, I mean... Northern Illinois has been in this game, I'm pretty sure, more often than Buffalo has. This is just a fun bet either way. I mean, I hope you have fun. Just basically figure out what you want to do here and have some fun with it. But 
Buffalo has a good offense and a very bad defense. I don't know too much about Northern Illinois. I know from Buffalo's side of things that over under at 51 might be a little low. That's all I'm going to say. If I was going to throw money on it, I'd just root for points. Yeah, I think that's the only way you can really watch this game. Otherwise, you're going to be putting yourself in a weird situation <laughs> where, where you, you got <laughs> yeah. too much on one of these MAC teams, and, uh, and that can be a bad place to be. Brutal. Well, speaking of brutal, is there a more is there a sadder state of a Pac-12 championship game than Utah and Washington at five o'clock on a Friday, two hours outside of San Francisco? Yeah, it's uh, it, for tickets are going for nine bucks. So if you wanted to uh, take a little road trip, we could go. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's leave now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I don't know, man. I think I take Washington. They already they kind of handled Utah earlier in the season. And um, I, I look for. I still think they're a good team. Um, I mean, I, they'd be dangerous in their bowl game, but I'd probably take Washington this one. Yeah, Washington, I believe, is the play. They're probably going to win this game and, and clinch the Rose Bowl. I mean, they they will essentially be in the Rose Bowl with a win in this game. I look, Jake Browning. I I think he's boring, but whatever, it works. <laughs> That's where yep. I'm at right now. This was just the bad. This is the the end of a of another terrible year for the Pac-12. Yep. And I don't know I don't know what's the what's gonna get them to be better. I will say I know we we just basically pick games. I really dig that Cliff Kingsbury hire for USC. Yeah, I mean uh I'm just so excited to bet against USC in their bowl game, whoever they play. But they're, just oh, they're no, they're not going. They're they're not going now. They didn't even win enough games to go. No. So that was gonna they, they be such a good opportunity. opportunity. Oh, I know. That, five and seven just missed. Up. Oh, I didn't realize that they didn't make it. I, uh, I haven't been following the USC Trojans as much as I should, but Washington's it shot up to five and a half. I still feel comfortable in that game based on how good their defense is, but we'll see what happens. Well, Saturday is going to be a fun, fun day of games and it doesn't always, it's not all conference championship games as I alluded to. There's one. Is there any other game, Matt? I should ask you this before we go through. Are there any games that aren't conference championship games? Any of these makeup games that you're looking at as we get real grimy on these uh, on this last Saturday of the year? Well, I mean, I think I'd be I'd be lost if I didn't say Iowa State versus Drake is a little entertaining. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew um, it. I can't believe this game is being played. Forty-two and a half point Cyclone favorites. This is just incredible. You gotta love college football that this game is actually taking place in December. And I love Drake with forty-two, or whatever. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a lot of points to yeah. give up in a game that Iowa State does not care about. This they just need to win. Yeah, I don't know if they've hit forty. If they hit forty-two this season, I don't know, and I don't know if they're capable of doing that. They might not even be capable of it. I mean, they hit forty-eight against Oklahoma State. Yeah. Okay. And they, it, but even Tech, who's pretty bad, uh, not another Texas Tech bowl ineligible. They only hit forty against. So, wow. Yeah. Why not? Right. If you really want to get after it this weekend, take Drake because that that tell that shows us if you're get yourself, listening that you're really into it. Get yourself a Drake money line bet going, and that'll really get your your blood pumping. <laughs> I've been also staring at this Virginia Tech Marshall line. Can I can I admit that it's four points? Virginia Tech has to be bowl eligible. Marshall's actually a pretty solid Conference USA team. Uh, I I'm 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 still on the fence, but I feel like there's a play here to be made for that game as well. Yeah, I think I would go if you're asking. I think I would go Virginia Tech minus three at home, um, just because they have. But you know what? That might be a trap bet. It might be a trap bet. Marshall might you know they might. They might win that one, but I think I think with at home needing the bull win, it's kind of hard to go against the bigger team. Yeah, and then the the other game that I really wanted to mention as well, uh, one of the other games I wanted to mention was just the abomination of East Carolina and North Carolina State, which is actually being played. East Carolina is terrible; they've been they've been brutal all year. But we know North Carolina State likes to choke, and they're twenty three point favorites. So why not Ooh. just just dive in the slum yards and get that and while you're at it take Akron plus 30 against South Carolina if you feel froggy and how, if how are these games being played 
Well, dude, I mean, how how do you not mention Louisiana versus Appalachian State? I mean, that is a Ooh. seven and five Ooh. team versus a nine and twoer. Uh, and Louisiana, they they covered against Alabama. So, just saying, sixteen and a half. That's a lot of points to be taken away from uh, Raging Cajuns. Appalachian State though almost beat Penn State. Had him had him on the ropes. Yeah, right but there. Penn, we don't know if Penn State's good. You know, we don't know. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't. I think the I, I think the last game that's a good play as well. I think the last game that, that is taking place that isn't a conference championship game because we pretty much just hit them all. Stanford Cal. Here's yeah. my thoughts on the. Here's my thoughts on this game. First, I'm, I'm glad they're playing this game. It got. It got uh, postponed due to the due to the air quality after the fires. Um, but I I just cannot see David Shaw being out coached in this game. No, I think just cannot do it. I'm taking is, Stanford. Do we know if is Bryce Love is he playing? That's always like a question with Stanford. Right. I think I think he's in for sure. I would be shocked if he wasn't. But yeah, that's true. I mean, we don't know what the state of him is. But yeah, I think I'd I'd follow you on Stanford. I mean, if I could get it at three, that'd be nice. But um, I say that now, but this could be like one of those ones. What last second? I'm like, oh, California money line. But you know, you know how it goes. <laughs> I do know how it goes. Unfortunately, uh, I just can't see Wilcox and his two quarterback system at Cal winning this rivalry game against Stanford, which Stanford has dominated. It's been one way traffic for the past decade. So. Wow, a lot of rivalry games. A lot of other games, too. We haven't even gotten to conference championship games, and we're already all excited. But let's, let's do that now. I got one for you. Kent didn't really – Kent touched on it a little bit, but I, I got another bet that I'm really solid in this week. I'm going against Kent's Ponzi scheme of UAB. Middle Tennessee State. Matt Ooh. is only a one-and-a-half-point favorite over a team they beat by over 20 points last week, UAB. Last week. Yeah, so – so I'm probably the wrong person to ask about this game for a couple reasons. One is that I wanted to be on UAB the other week. But two is I could never root for Middle Tennessee State after what they did to Michigan State in the March Madness, ruining our chances. Oh. So UAB <laughs> plus one. <laughs> Let's go. So you're spite, so you're spite betting <laughs> yes. on UAB again. After, after, let me get this straight. After UAB... Cleaned us out one week, and after Middle Tennessee State beat them last week, you're doubling down just because of what they did to Michigan State two I years ago, three years ago. <laughs> doubling down <laughs> on UAB oh, Blazers because uh, wow, I... <laughs> this is gonna be good. This is uh, this is gonna be good. I I can't Middle Tennessee State. I don't understand. This is a fishy line. They're basically, I guess, saying that because this game. Was is in a neutral site now? It should be okay, but I I don't know. I Middle Tennessee State rolled them, and I can't I see it, it going different this week. In all seriousness, like I do think that's weird that it's minus one. I would say I would think that it should be at them at least minus five, right or six. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, they were. I think they were winning in the second half against Kentucky too, uh, when Kentucky was still undefeated. Middle Tennessee State, UAB. They didn't. They didn't burn us completely. I mean, they, in that game, we we took them. They didn't get destroyed. It was like a close loss. So, okay, it, it's not. It's not the most outrageous bet, but it's something to get going early in the day. As well as, I gotta ask you this, Gothard, on here on Run with the Money, Central Florida, Memphis. Central Florida is undefeated, but Mackenzie Milton, we all know what his deal is. This line opened at seven. Milton's injury, I think, kind of had something to do with it, but it's now only three points for Central Florida against Memphis. Who are you taking? Memphis money line, baby. It's too easy. I think it's too easy, man. I, I think that they're dealing with a lot in terms of Central Florida right now. Uh, that was a really tough injury uh, to, to see happen to one of your star players. And uh, I don't, I mean, I think uh, their backup quarterback looked kind of bad, so I'm going Memphis Moneyline. I do think that's the play. I actually, you know, it's funny. Last week we took the over and lost because Milton's injury. I feel partially responsible for him getting hurt when I placed that bet. But I will say under is probably a good play here. It's dropped. It's sitting at 64. If you believe, if you believe that the backup quarterback's not going to play well and that Memphis is going to win this game, I think the under is the play here. 
because I think Memphis wins this game by stifling that offense. So I'm in agreement. Yep. I would, I probably would just because this is just because this is the AAC and I'm and I'm paranoid about conferences I don't watch too much. I'd probably just take the points to be safe. But money line's not a bad play here. It's been moving though. I mean that's it went from seven to three. So who knows what it'll be tomorrow at kickoff even. I know it could be uh, a pick 'em. Rains to be seen. Could be, could be. What about that Big 12 game? I got a lot of thoughts on it for you, all right? And all right. here's number one. Texas-Oklahoma rematch. Texas wins in the regular season. Oklahoma is an eight-point favorite. It's jumped from five and a half to eight with the over-under dipping a little bit. It's about 78 or so, 78, 77. It's gone down a point or two. Texas, as I mentioned, has covered it the last six spreads against Oklahoma. They won. They won this year. And Oklahoma, we know, just shreds overs. So with all that in mind, with what Oklahoma has to play for, with Texas being just a pain in their sides for years, what's your read on this one? Mm, let's see. Over under 77 and a half is, uh, it's hard to wrap your head around something like that. But um, I saw some crazy stat last week that, oh, what what was it? Oklahoma is 6-0 and in games where they give up 400 yards. On defense, and, uh, yeah. that's just unbelievable. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so I think I think Oklahoma wins this one by twelve, and uh, and so I'd take Oklahoma minus eight, but I probably would take under seventy seven and a half. Um, I just feel like that's it's just a little high. I mean, I know that there's no defense in the Pac twelve or the Big Twelve. There's no one, none in the Pac twelve either, but um, I, I just still think that this will be a little closer and, and not a. Not as big as a not as big of a shootout. Well, it should be noted that when they played earlier this year, they they combined for a point total in the eighties. I think it was forty five, forty two around that. Yeah, range. yeah. Uh, if, they if, not, you're, if you're buying, yeah. No, I agree. I just think if you're buying Texas to win or make it close, you're probably saying it's going to be a little lower scoring because they're going to have the ball and probably grind out some drives. Oklahoma's defense is just so bad. That's what I what I keep coming back to. We know how good Kyler is, but. How, how much can you rely on Oklahoma's defense to cover these big spreads? I'm in the same camp as what Kent said. I kind of like the eight points for Texas here, that it's more than a score now. If it gets to double digits, I would be all about Texas, but I think this is right in that range of... I, I And I also partially think, too, Matt, that Oklahoma knows what we know. A win, and they're pretty much in. I don't think they need to put on the, the resume performance of beating the crap out of Texas. Yeah, that's they true. They kind of understand that if they win this game, they're probably in. But I, I will kinda, say, yeah, no, go ahead. I was say, I mean, if you're gonna go for Texas, I almost kind of like the money line, just that two seventy eight. Like, wow. I mean, they could win this game. So, uh, I don't know. Wow, yeah, Tom Herman to beat Oklahoma twice and keep him out of the playoff—that would be just incredible. My my thing is. And, and I know Kent's a big teaser guy. I think this is a prime candidate for a teaser. If you can get maybe six points, you throw Texas in there at then you get fourteen and a half for Texas and dip that under dip that over under and just say you gotta get over seventy one and a half. That's what I would pretty much like. Oh, that's true. I think that's I, I what I would I don't hate that. Yeah, and then maybe hey, hey, you know what? If I wanted to add a third team in there, maybe I add middle Tennessee. And now oh, they only yuck. have to lose. Now they're plus four and a half. And then it's like, whoa, what am I doing here? Uh, I, I the think Blazers this, this, are going to kill them. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, that's what's going to happen. I just want everyone for the record to know. Both the Texas bets will cover with ease, and then the Blazers will kill Middle Tennessee, and I'll lose. But I think this line's pretty fair. I think Oklahoma's going to win this game. And we'll be if you're taking eight points, I think either way you'll be sweating this one out late. But I like Oklahoma. There's just too much talent on the offensive side of the ball. For them not to avenge this loss and now they actually take texas serious i think the last thing that should be noted is they played in that red river shootout against a texas team that had lost to maryland and we know college kids aren't always the most focused i think now they understand the stakes now they understand texas has the talent to play with them and i think they come out and use that and, and beat them it'll be definitely a good one to watch especially early in the morning so let me ask you this. How much, as we move along here on Running With The Money, Matt Gothard, how much money, how, mu- how much of your of your assets, of your net worth is riding on the tide this week? Ooh. Well, I'd say my house. Thir- I'd, thir- <laughs> I'd say my house, but I rent. So <laughs> that's 13 points. 
Oh man, I've seen this movie before. You know, uh, I I think I think the thing for me in this one, and you know, you can tell me what you think, but Alabama owned LSU, like they owned LSU in a big time primetime game at LSU, and they couldn't score. I think they won twenty nine nothing. And when you look at the only team that these two you can really compare is that LSU game and LSU owned Georgia. I mean, that wasn't even close. So I think that while last year's game was good, Georgia was close and they've, you know, obviously back-to-back title games. I look for Alabama to just actually make a statement here to say we've moved past that. This, you know, we're no longer the two best teams. It's just us. Um, So I take 13, 13 and a half all day for Bama. So, as much as I, I really don't like the transitive property in, in college football, in any sport in general, but, you know, certain teams match up a little better. I, I understand that, and I understand Georgia LSU. It's a place they don't really play. They play every, like, 12 years. They had a bad game. That said, Bama is just too tough. here. I know, I know Georgia is playing for a playoff spot if they win, they're in, and I know they have that power run game, and I actually think they can... Maybe keep it close earlier. This is one of the weird games where I'd say don't take the first half line. Just put everything you have on the full game line. Eventually, Bama will wear them down. Tua will explode things. I think Bama wins this game by about 24. And I think what eventually happens is I'm going to say a halftime score of like, like last week it was a one-score game at halftime. If it's 17-10 at halftime, that doesn't surprise me that much. I just think eventually when you have to deal with everything Alabama does on offense, with Tua's versatility, with the fact that their defense gets stronger as the game goes on, how could you not take Alabama in this game? Like I just <laughs> that's what I keep coming back to, man. I think Bama is going to win this game pretty handily going away. Over under sixty three and a half. Just stay away from everything else and just do full game Bama. <laughs> I'd say under sixty three. I think that this is going to be another like Alabama scores forty points and Georgia's going to have like three. So we'll. I mean, we'll see. But see, I won't. I I don't think it'll be that bad. I mean, Auburn was able to to put some scoring drives together. I would say I'd say like forty twenty one, forty maybe seventeen. But I just think the the smartest thing here. You have a full game Bama bet under two touchdowns. Just take that. Don't worry about any of the other props or any of the other lines. Yeah. Just just ride it all on that one bet. That's that's my perspective of this because. Usually, I think we can agree that you're looking for the best value bets, and sometimes the full game spreads are too much, especially with Alabama. But this time, you just don't have to worry about anything. Just take Bama full game and enjoy winning some money. Well, do you, so wait, let me, let me ask you this, though. Do you think Georgia is one of the best four teams in the country? Like, if they didn't have to play this game, would they be in the playoff? Uh, no. Right? I think that, that, I think that LSU game, they lost by too much. Well, they're fourth now, and and part of me was thinking that they this isn't a this isn't a tough decision for the committee because they can just put them at fourth and then let Bama take care of their business, do their bidding for them. So, you know, I think what what's going to happen in this game is people are going to see Bama kill Georgia, be like, oh, they weren't one of the four best teams in the country, and not to sound like a Georgia apologist, but. I don't want to sell Georgia short that much. Like I think Bama would kill pretty much every team in the country, except for maybe Clemson or Notre Dame. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, I mean, I I'd like to see them against Ohio State, maybe, but uh, um, I just I don't know, man. I, I in that game, I I think I'm I'm just holding too big of a grudge on Georgia for that one game. But I kind of I hold the same thing against Ohio State for the Purdue game. You know, good teams don't get blown out. I, I don't believe so. That's why I think Alabama is just still obviously such a step above everybody else. But I'm so pumped for the playoffs. So pumped, so pumped. Well, a few more games to talk about, and one of them that I really need your opinion on is this Pitt Clemson game. Because I don't. Congratulations to Pitt getting to the ACC title game. It's incredible that this team's there. But Clemson, four touchdown favorites. Not the number I'm looking at. I think you know where I'm going with this. 52 and a half is the over-under. I got to ride the Clemson over here. Pitt's defense hasn't been able to stop many good teams at all. And Clemson's D is a little shaky. So I would go over here, and I feel really good about that bet. Yeah, I really like the over 52. Um, 
I like that a lot because I, I could see Clemson almost covering it themselves and then Pittsburgh getting, you know, four, 10, 14 points and just bumping you over at the end. So uh, I could see that for sure. I don't think I'd take Clemson minus 27 and a half. That's a lot of points. It is. And, and also, I, I think Clemson stocks kind of, I don't want to say gone down in the last couple weeks because they're still undefeated, but they've had these matchups against two SEC teams now. And both quarterbacks for South Carolina and Texas A&M have thrown for over 400 yards. So my question to you, the obvious one, is what, what would Tua do to this defense? Well, we'll probably find out, right? Or, I mean... If they beat Notre Dame, because that's the way it's looking, but... Yeah. No, I think I think it would be bad. I think it would be... It would be, you know, 42... Like I said earlier, 42-3. to three. Like, I'm not... I think I I think that, that that offense will just mentally wear out any team, just being able to score on every drive. I like Clemson's offense. I think they'll move to move to Lawrence in the game might have been because they were a little, you know, worried about what their defense was capable of this year. Lawrence has played well. I think that continues this week. And then we have Ohio State Northwestern, fourteen points, over under sixty one. I think Taking the bias out of it, Matt, I think that Ohio State's going to win by more than 14 because they feel like they have to. The only chance they have of making the playoff, if there even is one, is to probably win by 21, 28 points. Yeah, and, and you know the last time that Ohio State was in this exact same position and needed to... Oh, believe me, uh, I do. And needed to make a statement. I bet you Wisconsin fans do. That was a destruction. So I'm, I'm thinking the same exact things coming Northwestern's way. Northwestern's had a great season, but Ohio State, they are rolling right now. So I looked, I look for them to at least keep going through this game, give themselves the best shot that, that they can. Northwestern, I know they have four losses. They they have a pretty good run defense. They're they're a trickier team. They are ranked. The Duke loss was inexcusable. I think we can all agree on that. But the other games that they lost, and even and they lost to Akron too, which I don't know what the heck happened there. But since those games, they've actually gone on a nice little win streak. So losing to some tough teams, played Michigan tough, I get it. They're a trap team. And I think in a regular season game, 14 would scare me against Northwestern. But this is this is money time. This is when you have to play your best game to even have a chance. And, and I think Ohio State's going to win here. And, and look, I'll, I'll just say one other thing. Even if they miss the playoffs as a fan, I'm not going to be too devastated because option A would be make the playoff, get destroyed by Bama, or option B, go to the Rose Bowl in the city that I currently live. So not not the worst case, plan B. No, no, not not at all. And I just wanted to say, last week, Northwestern was held to 24 points against Illinois. Okay? <laughs> Iowa scored 63 yeah. points against Illinois. Nebraska scored 54. Maryland scored 63. I mean, <laughs> this is these are... These are two different leagues of teams, so I definitely look for them to cover the 14. But, you know, like you're saying, it would be dope if they came out here too. Are you going to keep it going? I know we've talked about a lot of games, but what are the chances that win or lose on Saturday, you keep it going with that Mountain West game with Fresno and Boise? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm definitely – I have some unfinished business with that game. Um, we all do. We missed the moneymaker on this. Kent's on record. He's doubling down. He's going back with Fresno at Boise, same place, on the road, one-point underdog. Are you, in, are you in Kent's camp, or did you flip-flop? You know, I'm flipping. I'm flipping because I'm not letting this be our moneymaker, and so I'm, I got to flip oh, no. and well, say that's not I'm taking happen. Boise State at home. Yeah, that, that's, just, that's just not happening. We are definitely not, we are not making this a moneymaker. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'm flipping too, man, and I and this will just be probably a casual pick. Although I could flip again by the time the game comes, so who knows? I'm I'm totally wishy washy on this game, but it's not. You got to think. I mean, you got to think Boise at home is the smarter play in this. Yeah, and Ohio State Northwestern will be going on during that time, so I probably won't have too much interest in this. Um, outside, of, you know, minor betting. Wow. Yeah, I mean, minor betting is, is sometimes the most fun betting. A lot of games going on at the same time, so the night slate's going to be fun. All right, Matt Gothard, Money Mitch Effect. A moneymaker, and maybe I'll, po- I'll poise this to you guys because 
I know Bama is like a trendy one, and we've picked Bama a bunch, and, and it's been fun. But I would suggest, since we're all in agreement, taking that Clemson over. Ooh. Over 52? We won on an over to start the year, and this would be the perfect bookend to it. And it would be over 52 and a half. So we need 53 total points. Let's do it. Let's do it. I feel pretty good about it. I feel pretty good about it. And I think that if if, if you're worried about it out there listening, you want to tease it down, okay. But I think 52 is, is respectable. I think what are the chances Clemson doesn't at least put up 38 in this game? That's the first question I'm asking. And I think it's it's very low. I think they're going to put up a lot of points. Then you just need Pitt to maybe get a touchdown here or there. Dabo Sweeney has proven that he likes to run the score up and doesn't care about running out the clock. All right. Yeah, let's do I'm it. Down. Let's go Clemson. I'll follow you. We can end the season on end the season on over and over under. We can. We can. This was fun. Hey Matt Gothard, anything else to uh to talk about betting wise? Any other sports, NFL? I don't think so. I mean, all I gotta say on. is, uh, how about them Cowboys last night? That was that was a nice little uh, um, underdog hit there, um, and yeah, very random, very random. And uh, yeah, I'm not on any of the boxing, but I was thinking about trying to get a ticket to the Staples Center uh, this weekend. But I think the wife's gonna make me pass on that. <laughs> I think there's, I think there's, that's a great fight. Probably the numbers two and three or. Maybe one heavyweight in the world, but there's some value in the Tyson Fury bet out there because I think this is a pretty even fight that can go either way, and both these guys have knockout power. And I know your theory is just take the underdog. Yeah. So, I mean, why not? Um, but I do think, though, that I think I think it's safe to say that Bengals bet might not be good for the AFC. Oh, North. yeah, no, it's screwed. Might be in some danger. They're all, all of those future bets that I made are done except for the <laughs> Texans winning the uh afc south they are gonna for sure do that i think so uh as long as the i mean the colts look good the colts look good but yeah that's what i was gonna say andrew luck has risen from the dead and and might be the one that you know from winning that bet but who would have thought that right because when you made that bet you probably were worried about jacksonville and maybe tennessee who may won a playoff game last year but it's only the colts that can get in your way now I know, and like I could have made so much more money if I had money on the Colts. So I'm a little, little annoyed. But hey, if this is the last show for a while, uh, you know, I don't know when, if we'll keep doing it. We should. What is? What do you think was the worst bet of the entire season? Wow, uh, that's a good one. Uh, worst bet of the year was probably man. I got to go back because there's been some bad ones, huh? I think I think one of my most painful ones was that Oregon. Oregon versus Stanford. Oh, uh, oh they, yeah, that was bad. And I, oh, oh no, you were on Stanford though. Yeah, that was bad for you. I was gonna say it was actually great for me, but I think the worst. I think the worst bet of the year, like the worst, most painful loss for me, is gonna be LSU Arkansas that ending of a game, because that was just oh, ridiculous. Yeah. But if you're talking about worst bet in terms of just bragging rights, it's gotta be when we lost to Kent in that Oregon Washington State game, and we were live tweeting about it. And Kent was just oh, yeah. bragging about it. I just actually, anytime I lost a uh, a bet to Kent was the worst bet of the year, including those Oklahoma State losses. I didn't know if you were going to mention the Canelo fight, but I I, I <laughs> yeah. just wanted. Oh to yeah, that was the worst. That, that <laughs> might be up there. <laughs> In terms of an angry reaction, that is number one. It's number one because I know we. It's a, it's judge. It's not like in football where you can just score a touchdown. And, you, know, you, have a, you have a clear winner. Just um, and the people. It was just people being like that guy won. It's like no. Yeah. In terms of football, though, probably those losses to Kent were the worst. But um, no, I mean it was a fun year. We've done solid on our picks. We hopefully made a lot of people some money. This will be. We'll probably we'll take next week off, and then I think we'll come back with the bull show. You know, and we'll probably be doing updates for the upcoming bowl games too. So we'll be we'll be doing some shows in December for sure. Um, I do also want to say though, because we probably won't be on next week. Army Navy is always a big game to watch. It's the only game that Saturday, and I think we both agree. Correct me if I'm wrong here, Matt, but you got to do it. You got to salute your country by betting on that game. Oh yeah, I mean you're doing a disservice to everybody uh, if you're not if you're not on it. Yeah. Uh, except for I always lose. I don't think I ever win that one. But. Yeah, Navy had like a 14-game winning streak. Army's won, I think, the last two. 
So I find a nice prop bet and just, you know, just bet on the game and have fun. It's the only thing going on that day. It's a fun one. But this was a fun year. And, uh, no, we're going to keep it going. We're going to see we got playoff games and bowl games. And you know how bowl season is because you just wake up on a random day and there's a game on. So I think we're all excited there. But Matt got the Yeah, you, you get to learn about <laughs> new schools. Yeah, you get to learn about new schools and make new prop bets. But Matt Gothard, this was a blast on Running With The Money. Thanks for you know doing the show and uh, you know talking football with us this year. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun. No problem at all. Pleasure's all mine as well. Matt Gothard, Running With The Money. Thanks to Kent Brown. Everybody out there, enjoy conference championship weekend. Stay safe betting. Enjoy the football. <laughs>